Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Just look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button the same way that Ryan Young smashed rebounds last night at Cameron Indoor Stadium, Joe. Actually, he wasn't like the main reason why they won that game last night for Pitt. Rebounding and Kyle Filipowski are the two big reasons why they ended up having a furious comeback against a good Panther squad uh, at Cameron Indoor Stadium. It felt like a low-energy kind of night at Cameron. You know, 7 o'clock on a Wednesday against Pitt. It ain't Coach K's final season anymore. Things hit a little bit differently now. But when Duke started to make that comeback in the second half, even John Shire talked about it after the game, it felt like a classic Cameron game, as it should, damn it. You got two Duke greats coaching each other, coaching against each other. It should be filled up, okay? Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. It kind of bothered me last night. But Duke, Joe, I don't know, man. This Duke team has a hard time with the whole offense thing. Derek Lively is starting to wonder what his future is going to be with the Duke Blue Devils this season, his role, his ultimate role is going to be. But I'll say this about the Blue Devils. They're big, and they will work hard on the defensive end. And if you can muck up games, you can still find ways to win that way, and that's exactly what happened last night. They kept the ball in their hands. They took it away from Pitt every chance. Well, they out-rebounded Pitt on the offensive glass alone last night. It was pretty impressive what they were able to do. It's an important win for Duke. You know, we've talked about how this isn't a vintage Duke team. They're probably not going to make the Final Four, not going to win the ACC, but you want to make the tournament. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. have some good wins out of the league. Now they need to pick up some good wins in the league. This counts as mm-hmm. one of those good wins in the league. The parts on Pitt are pretty good. Jamarius Burton, I like the cut of his jib. Blake Henson, another one of those guys that you're looking at, you're going, okay. Nelly Cummings, another backcourt kid, Pittsburgh kid, who, you know, Jeff Capel made some really good moves in the portal, improved that team, and they're in good position to make the NCAA tournament as well. Mm-hmm. But you're Duke, you're trying to find the bus driver, and maybe you did last night in Kyle Filipowski. Maybe. Is he going to have the ball in his hands enough to do that? I don't know. But if he's going to rebound the way that he did, he will have the ball in his hands. It's going to be interesting to see when Jeremy Roach comes back. You know, they're still getting all those parts together. Yeah. You mentioned Lively, what they're trying to get out of Lively. What can they get out of Lively? That's the que- That's the question that I have. I mean, I, I, I think the issue that Duke has had has been a, a hodgepodge of issues at the guard position, right? Um, you mentioned Jeremy Roach in the toe. He's not going to be available on Saturday, according to John Shire last night. You do see Derek Whitehead uh, start to, you know, because, again, that's another – early season where is he what's his health status everything else you also got proctor out there as well so Pro- proctor had one of his better games he last did night. he did yeah. tyrese proctor did have one of his better games last night so the guard position i think is is whatever i think it'll sort itself out you mentioned Derek lively that's the key right 
Derek Lively was brought in to be one of these difference makers that we've seen. But we talk about this all the time. I know you make this point, and it's worth repeating. Not every recruiting class at your high-level institution is the same. For every Zion, Zion Jason Tatum, to a RJ certain, Barrett. To a certain extent, Powell Bancaro last year, who was, who was really, really good, even though he had some some quirks to work out. There's the flip side of that, the guys who don't pan out, and there's just as many guys you can name off that Duke list and any other school, by sure. the way, that don't pan out the way well, five-star recruits are supposed to pan We've been spoiled out. by those of names that we, we that, I, that we just ran through because we expect everyone who's a five-star, mm-hmm. everyone who's in the top five or top ten in the recruiting class to come in and just dominate right away. And then you throw in the injuries that Lively and Derek Whitehead had, and it becomes difficult even for players as talented as they are. Filipowski might be that bus driver, as you mentioned. He's had a consistency of having big games, big moments, big shots, too. Here's John Shire on Flip's performance last night. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group flip was great tonight he's uh he hasn't played as well and he's been a difference maker for us when he's at his you know peak uh it's a game changer he puts a lot of pressure on the defense uh you know obviously the way he can can attack the basket it's good for him to see a three go down tonight because we still feel like those are great shots for us and we want him shooting those uh but just his determination on the boards to have 15 rebounds you know against them you know i know they They've been right there statistically rebounding with other teams. And so for Flip to do that against a veteran team like them is a big deal. So that's John Shire, head coach Duke, last night on the win over Pitt. It was actually Filipowski's first made three-pointer since the game up in the Garden against Iowa on December 6th. That's crazy. That is crazy. Actually, in the second half, I'm pretty sure they only took one three last night because they didn't. that wasn't what last night was about. But they probably shouldn't take threes. Duke playing the way that Roy Williams wants to play basketball is a little bit of a mind bender for me. A little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like vintage 07, 06 Mm -hmm. Carolina from from Duke last night. Fine. We're going to miss. Fine. Mm -hmm. That's that's part of the offense. Let's run the we miss and get the rebound and put it in play. Hey, man. It worked last night. And it could work plenty. Right, the right, if, that, if that's what if that's what their identity is going to be, size to do that. They got the bodies. If that's their identity, then I actually like Duke in more games than not is what I'm saying. Um, as as long as they figure out what their identity is, and that's been a bit of a problem for Duke as they've gotten to this point in the season. Speaking of identities, what is the identity of the ACC? So last night was a pretty good matchup. Duke needed it against Pitt. But if you look at the top of the ACC standings, you see not Virginia, not North Carolina, heck, not even certain programs that we respect the coaches, you know, like Jim Laranaga at Miami or, or or Leonard Hamilton at Florida State. No, it's Clemson. Clemson is 6-0 and in ACC play for the first time ever, and it's won 10 straight ACC regular season games overall. Oh, and look at that. They play Duke next. I am elevating us from a lazy ACC takes watch to a lazy ACC takes warning. 
All right. I, okay. I've kind of referenced how the national basketball Illuminati have been talking about the ACC. They'll point to Ken Palm. It's not overall great. I think the highest Ken Palm team right now is Virginia. They look at Clemson. How can Cle- Clemson being 6-0 and is a true indictment of the ACC? Eh, not necessarily. I will say this about Clemson's schedule. If we know we, won't, we don't have the round robin anymore, you know whose schedule is actually pretty good the rest of the way? Clemson's. So it's entirely possible they win the league. They're certainly make, they're going to make the NCAA tournament at this point. I can't see them just completely losing everything. At the, I mean, I know you're making a face. I don't. They've see done it. it before. I don't see it with the They've schedule. Done it before. I'll be shocked with the schedule. Is what I'm saying. Meaning, which which way are you going on that? You you think they have a difficult schedule? They have after? an easy schedule. Easy. I think they have an easy schedule going forward. So the remaining, I mean, we're just six games into the. Uh, they got Duke, which who they can beat because if okay. you want to get into a rock fight with Duke, I think you can make that happen. Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, who's reeling at this moment in time. They So you got that last night. Georgia Tech is meh. Florida State is meh. Boston College, also meh. North Carolina can be had, followed by Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, which is mid. NC State, which we know Brad Brownell has made life miserable sure. for the Wolfpack. And then Notre it's Dame. here. Yeah. yeah, and then you got Notre Dame I, to close I, out the season. I, I would give you those odds of Clemson winning the league. They're a good team. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. They're a veteran team. Mm-hmm. And they play hard. They do. I mean, they make you. I mean, he turned. Brad Brunell loves to turn every game into a rock fight. Well, I brought okay. this up. I brought this up to Jeff Capel, Pitt head coach, last night about. Uh, I called it a recalibration. Okay. okay. We don't have the Coach K farewell tour that's taking all the air out of the room. We're not in the. Oh my goodness, Roy Williams just retired. You know, oh, what's happening here? Tony Bennett has had some ebbs and flows since they won a national championship in 2019. So I call it a recalibration where the usual suspects with the usual coaches are not doing what we expect. So therefore, we have a hard time processing that, oh, by the way, there's other good teams in this league. And just because Clemson happens to be taking advantage of it right now doesn't mean that the ACC is bad. So I asked him thoughts on, you know, what is the status of the league at this point in January? I think our league is really good. I think our league is the most disrespected good league in the country. And I hate when, you know, especially people that are doing our games talk like it's not good. You know, we heard that all last year, and all we had was two teams in the Final Four, another team in the uh, Elite Eight. I think our team, I I think our league is really good. It may not be as top-heavy as it was when I first took the pit job and you had three number one seeds, overall number one seeds in the tournament, but it's a really, really good league. Um, And I wish people would really respect it you know, across the country like we do as coaches. It's really talented players, really good coaches, great home court environments, great passionate fan bases. Um, and we go out and we win. You know, it's, 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 and especially when we get to the tournament. You know, we've proven that year in and year out. So I don't think we're recalibrating. It's different faces. Obviously, you don't have the quote-unquote legends with Coach and with, and with Coach Williams. Um, but you have really good coaches that have been in this league and been in coaching for a while, like, you know, Coach Laranega and Leonard Hamilton, and obviously Tony is a championship coach. Um, you know, so we have really good coaches, really good players, and uh, I think it's a very good league. That's Jeff Capel, pit head coach, last night on the status of the conference. You wonder why media types like Jeff Capel, by the way. <laughs> That's post game after a loss, after a difficult loss. Yes. You asked him a question about the league at large, mm-hmm. and he gave you that type of answer. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. He's the best. Love talking to Jeff Cable. And he's right. He's right. Because we I brought this up yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he kept using the word good, which mm-hmm. was accurate. 
there are no great teams in the league this year, and that's fine. But let's expand that out because this is my biggest problem with how we talk about college basketball right now. It's a trick question these days. There's nobody great. We have to dislodge ourselves from this idea that there's truly great college basketball teams going on right now. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Houston. Right. I get all that Defensively, stuff. Houston. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean they can't be had, but defensively they are Any one on a of these level. teams can be had. Any one of them. All right? I don't disagree with that. So if we understand that the ACC ain't what it used to be, you know what else ain't what it used to be? College basketball for a variety of reasons, whether it's guys going pro early, whether it's the transfer portal and teams aren't the same, there's no continuity, and even the teams that are older still, like, hi, North Carolina, still has their quirks that they have to work through before they can truly break through. So I, I, this is not a cop-out. It's more of like a, guys, College basketball is different, so we got to talk about college basketball differently. Let me let me say this though, this is a this is a prime year where you met, you are accurate in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be had, and I can just hear Colton Tudor in the back of my head right now. It's the coaches, stupid. It's the coaches, <laughs> stupid. It's the coaches. This is a prime year where Mike Shashevsky, 2010, would be 92, not yeah. before, not 92, but his late 80s teams where you're like. Who's going to win this thing? Who's going to be in the Final Four? Then you look up and you're like, oh, look, it's Duke. Hey, it's the coach we know. What do you know? You know? So I don't think Duke is in that position where they could steal one. Mm -hmm. But that's where we are in college basketball. Who's going to be the coach who goes into that bracket and says, we could take this. The door is open because of what you just said. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org slash nc. Check us out on YouTube. Look up that uh, YouTube channel, 99.9thefan. Smash the subscribe button about as quickly and as firmly as Joe Giglio smashed that Wolfpack sticker onto his computer today. Uh, Shout out to Michael, uh, WKNC alum, I might add. When we got into a weird rabbit hole of old non-copyright mascot designs a few weeks ago, I brought, I remember seeing this poster out and about during like one of NC State's greatest years of basketball and football in the early 70s. I, I can't for the life of me think. Yeah. So it's a it's a PBR ad basically. It's a, yeah, it's a glorified PBR ad. Right. But it's a it's the school issued, mm-hmm. I would assume Schedule. Schedule mm-hmm. with the football and the basketball schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a Mr. Wolf has stayed across it and there's a basketball hitting him and he's holding a football and, and he's, he's cl- got the little days. He's like clearly he's drunk. Clearly. He's clearly drunk on people. Or had a few. Yes. 
And this was maybe a, he's celebrating maybe, because I believe maybe. that year NC State won the ACC championship in football, <laughs> and their basketball team, their men's basketball team, was not eligible for the postseason, but yeah. did not lose a basketball game. Yeah. So why would Mr. Wolf be in such a daze? I don't know. Were they seeing into the future? Were maybe. they looking into the future in 1973? Do you think that? Wait, are you saying what I think you're saying? I think maybe this is. We need to find the person who drew this. All right. That's our new mission. That is what we need. To, we, we're going to ask Jeremy Markovich at, at 4 o'clock. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have to do that. Uh, yeah, so it's on Gilio's laptop. I don't know where I'm going to put mine. But shout out to Michael. He had uh, cleaned it up, put it on some stickers, and sent it to me. And I I geeked out when I opened up that envelope. It was great. Usually when we get actual mail from listeners, I worry. Yeah. Got to get it tested. Yeah. But this, this was There's no powdery substance. No, no, there, no, no, there wasn't. So I appreciate Not it. that you know of. Yeah. Uh, true. Look, it wasn't like a stamp. It's not like I licked it. So we're good. Hopefully I did not get something on my fingers that's ultimately going to kill me. That would be bad. That would be bad. You know what's not bad? Derek Carr. Would you say Derek Carr is a bad quarterback, Joe? No. I think he's a pretty good quarterback in a bad situation in Las Vegas where uh, they bring in McDaniels. And things get progressively worse. And it looks like Derek Carr, based on a statement that he had put out earlier today, is done with the Las Vegas Raiders. The statement reads, let's see if we can pull this thing up, Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave my family and me. Look, there's a variety of things that have gone on in Las Vegas that have shown you the kind of person that Derek Carr is. So it looks like it's it looks like it's a wrap, and it's in a weird situation, right? So the way Derek Carr's three-year extension worked out, there is a contract carve-out that would allow the Raiders to cut him and take on $5.6 million in cap hit. So always, always look at the cap hit for these decisions. So if this move is made before February 15th, it's only a $5.6 million cap hit. So the Raiders financially benefit from doing it now, but they don't benefit by cutting them because any old team can pick them up at that point. For instance, the Carolina Panthers, which gets us to the central question. There have been a lot of discussions about drafting the next QB, that it's possible the Panthers a part of their plan. They don't need one right now. They take something else of need in the ninth spot or maybe trade back to pick up some more pieces. Yeah, I don't think they'll be in a position to get C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, who is the quarterback Same. worth taking in this Same. class. So what you do is you punt towards next season where, hey, guess who's there? I mean, if you're terrible, you might be at the top and get Drake May, a kid from Charlotte. It's entirely possible, right? All the other quarterbacks in the free agency pool or veteran quarterbacks that you might be able to get are all just kind of eh. They're all kind of samey. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to get Jacoby Brissett? No. You're going to get an aging Matt Ryan? What are you going to do? You're going to get Carson Wentz because you hired Frank Reich as the coach or the offensive coordinator? No. You're not going to do that. Actually, I don't think Frank Reich will ever do that again because it cost him his job in Indy. The point being, if there is a quarterback out there that you go, hmm, all right. It would be Derek Carr. I can say this definitively, Joe. Derek Carr will be, if he's a Panther, the best Carr 
in Panthers quarterback history. No questions. Better than his brother. Yes, the, 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 that bar has been cleared. Also, Shout out to Mr. Mittens. More importantly, he's better than either the options of Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold in, yeah. or Teddy Bridgewater in previous years. Uh, he, he's more of an established known. And don't forget they took Matt Corral last year. You know, the, the Lafrenzic injury cost him his rookie year. So, hey, I, don't, I have zero problems if the Panthers bring in Derek Carr, and he he's 30, he'll be 32 next year. Mm -hmm. He is not a Russell Wilson 32. And by that, I mean he was never a runner, so he's never had to depend on his legs. He's a guy who's a pocket passer, and in years where he's good, he's been really good. And his, his floor is definitely in the top 12 of the league. The problem is uh, that if Derek Carr is truly available, if he's done with the Raiders and they cut him, the Panthers be are sought not, after. The, They'll be the, sought after. The Panthers aren't the only team that would be willing to bring somebody like him on. Here's Robert Sala. He's the head coach of the New York Jets. They're clearly in the quarterback market because they don't like Zach Wilson. Here's what he had to say about the QB approach this offseason. We've got a really, really good core group of guys. We're going to attack the heck out of our old line with regards to getting healthy and adding to it, and we are going to be aggressive as heck when it comes to quarterback play uh, and making sure that we do everything we can to satisfy that position. Do I want to be as arrogant as to say I think this is plug-and-play where we're going to get better? When you can run the ball, you got good special teams, and you have a top-five defense, you're supposed to be in the playoffs. <laughs> it's pretty much laying it out quarterback is the problem. <laughs> Spot, spot the line, Jeff. No, he's not. He's he's absolutely not wrong. But I, I know that's the current debate right now in Panthers fandom is what to do with quarterback. It seems like that's been the debate ever since the tail end of the Cam Newton era of the Carolina Panthers. They clearly have not gotten the quarterback position right. I know there's a small group of Matt Corral truthers out there, but folks... Uh, I don't know if that really was the move for the Panthers and getting him when they did was a bit of a reach as it were. But Derek Carr seems to be the one quarterback that even the hardline fans that want to go in a different direction and draft a QB would be okay with. And I think, I think he, I, I'd be okay with it too. I would not want to see them roll the dice on Anthony Richardson from Florida no. with the ninth pick. I, I, no. I would not want to see that especially since they did so well with the Iki Aquano pick this year. Mm -hmm. Like you got a solid part there. You can do the same thing. You know, receiver is probably the area that I would address, but I could see them taking another offensive lineman or even another defensive lineman. Meanwhile, we don't know where things stand on the actual head coach, you know, the guy who's probably going to be a part of making these decisions uh, as it relates to who the next quarterback of the Panthers is going to be. Um the further we get along, the less optimistic I am that Steve Wilkes is going to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. A lot of people are going to have to tell him no, tell David Tepper no. I was going to say I'd go the other way. Like The longer it goes, the more I think it will be Steve Wilkes. I think that, that if they keep adding more interviews on, it just tells me they're really trying not to hire Steve Wilkes. You catch my drift? Yeah, but if those other people don't want the job, okay, then you're in a position where you can do what the Jets just did with Robert Sala. Mm -hmm. Jets fired their offensive coordinator. They kept Salah, who has a defensive background, because, like he said, they have a top defense. They can run the football. Well, those are two things the Panthers can do, too. But the Jets have to fix that quarterback position and their play caller. And they kept Salah. Uh, the Panthers can absolutely do that. It, again, it gets back to maybe some of these guys you're talking to. Would they be willing to come in and be the OC and be the play caller for? And think about that autonomy that you'd have. A lot of guys like that. Mm -hmm. They don't want, you know... It's great to go work for Kyle Shanahan, but guess what Kyle Shanahan's going to do? He's oh, going to call the plays and tell you what to do. He's very involved. Right? I'd, I'd say he's very involved. Sean Payton, same way. 
At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 